Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's totally gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used tick pick. Wait, what'd you say? Tick pick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, tick pick. I thought you said tick pick. No hidden fees. Download today. go remote because you know everything's kind of weird now but you know just trying to make the most of it but yeah i saw some of your stuff man so i mean you're grinding so respect man Keep you know what? We're, we're kind of in the same boat that's why i wanted to talk to you because like there's very few like college kids out there that kind of don't understand that they could like reach out to people and people are willing to chat with you you know yeah yeah absolutely man absolutely yeah hey I, I wish i was in phoenix right now man i mean the weather must be pretty nice right or what it's weird like usually this time of year it dips into like the 50s and 60s but it's eight in the morning right now on my deck and it's 90 degrees so it's, uh, kind, of, it's kind of odd but it's yo of- man I, i'm jealous i'm jealous bro i'm jealous but you know it, it's it's nice here but i mean phoenix man that sounds nice so you suns fan too or what Absolutely not. Honestly, right. NBA is kind of up. I mean, I go to some games. Like, my right. NBA status is kind of up in the air. I'll cheer for whoever, like, in my area or mm. whoever the feel-good story of the year is, you know? Like, I honestly enjoyed watching uh, uh, LeBron and the Lakers. I, don't know about you. I know you're probably a Celtics fan uh, growing up. In oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. All day, all day. Diehard Boston all around, <laughs> man. Diehard. I mean, I just enjoyed that story given the circumstances, you know, like arguably the best player in your franchise dies tragically in January, and then arguably the face of the NBA comes back with his organization and finds a way to win after that team was just abysmal for like the last decade, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's a great story, but, you know, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a diehard Seas fan, man. It, it All around here, it's like all Boston. I don't know if you could oh, see. Geez. I got I got Pats, we got some more pats here, some some picks all around. But yeah, man, it's it's uh no, it's a great story for sure. Is that your room or is that like a back room? No, no, no. <laughs> no, man, I wish it was my room, but <laughs> this is just like the game room. This is just like a game room. Yeah. What's the one thing I miss about my house in Jersey is my basement. It's just like my cave where I have all my jerseys, my flat screen TVs, my bars. Yeah. I don't have yeah. that. What part of Jersey are you from? Uh, the Morristown area. I don't know if you okay. know what, like, Mendem is. Uh, I might. So, you know, the reason why I asked is because uh, I went to I went to an event like about a year ago in Montclair. So, okay. um, I, I have a couple. I know a couple people around in, in the Jersey area. So, yeah, Montclair's um, about like forty minutes from me. That's where okay. the, uh, the Yogi Berra Museum is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do camps yeah. there when I was a little kid. Oh, did you? There was, like, one day where we were, like, going out to the field, and him and his wife pulled up. They were both, like, 90 years old. 
and I got to I got to meet him. I got to walk him inside. It was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's dope, bro. That's dope. Yeah, no, Montclair. Uh, yeah, I was there about like a year ago for some event, and um, yeah, there's some uh, there's some cool people there for sure. So, so kept in touch with them, and uh, yeah. So let's get into that because again, like I don't think we're gonna talk for an hour and a half. I wanted to push it back to eleven. We so had time to talk because I have something at a. Uh, uh, 9.30, 12.30 your time, so I just didn't want to rush us at the end. But, uh, dude, we're kind yeah. of in the same boat with when it comes to kind of going out of our way to get interviews and stuff. You just mentioned the Montclair story going out of your way because uh, where in Massachusetts did you grow up? Because that's about like a four, four-and-a-half-hour drive to just go to an event, right? Yeah, I was like – I was like a, I was actually closer to six. <laughs> I'm like 30 minutes – I was 30 – I'm 30 minutes north of Boston, so – um. Yeah, you know, I, I, there was a, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, his name's Sean Kelly. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, he, he started an account called Jersey Champs. Um, and I saw, like, a Forbes article, like, like, college dropout makes millions of dollars off of social media. And, um, you know, Wild Chat at the time was strictly just had a social media presence. So, I really had no idea what I wanted to do out of it. And um, I, all I knew is I was on social media and I, I wanted to, you know, build a brand off of it. So um, I was like, all right, if this is how I got to start. I drove six hours and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool thing. So like Eric Legrand was there, uh, um, like the Rutgers player and you know he um you know, he's got an incredible story too i mean he's he's like a jersey legend right i bet right i mean you're oh, yeah. from jersey yeah so he's got an awesome story and you know he, he's um you know he's got a little entrepreneurial spirit as well in him you know he's got he's got his t-shirt business believe 52 so you know they, all those guys there man have, have helped me tremendously so it was cool cool meeting him for sure who were kind of like some of your inspirations like going into it? Like, was this always the plan or when you got to school, did you kind of discover who you are and what you wanted to do now? Yeah. I mean, I, so I always wanted to, I bet you're probably in a similar situation, but I mean, I always wanted to go into like sports or like, you know, I always wanted to go into the sports industry. Um, my sophomore year and, you know, it was just like a mess. Like I was working at stop and shop. I was an ice cream man. I was a financial assistant. I was like balancing three jobs. And so the only way for me to build a portfolio in sports was just reposting sports news and, you know, just took it one day at a time and, you know, just sort of reached out, use the internet as like a resource, just reaching out to people. Um, and, you know, to, to build off of it. I didn't know what to name the social media platform. So, um, I named it after my sports radio segment, uh, which was called wild chats. Um, but there wasn't really much of a presence and I felt like radio was dying. Um, so, you know, I tried to implement it and I wanted to create something that, um, you know, would build long-term and always tie back to have, have a story behind it and, and tie back to, um, UNH. So it's been, it's been fun ride, man. And, um, yeah, you know, so it's, it's been good. I was listening to one of your interviews on the, uh, I think it was the fan experience podcast. Those guys do a good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what was it? Like 223 internships that you applied for? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, 
Yeah, it's still counting, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still counting, still counting. Um, it's um, you know, I I really always wanted to work in the sports and entertainment space. Um, it's a tough industry. Uh, I mean, you know, to to get into, but you know, I feel like you know, people like us, like if we just keep going, yeah. um, you know, there's gonna be one point that that there's gonna be a yes. Um, you know, this past summer, I. I had an opportunity um, to work with a baseball team out in Seattle, but you know, COVID, COVID situation, you know, everything change of plan. So, uh, but it's been a blessing in disguise. Like I've been able to shift my focus more so towards wild chat. And um, also, you know, I, I work at a local baseball team, a local collegiate baseball team as well. So uh, they've helped me tremendously. So, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, man. So just taking one step at a time. I was gonna say, like when you said that you were going remotely this semester, I'm like that honestly benefits you more than it hurts you because with everything you want to do, you can just hop on Zoom or hop on whatever to chat with people if you want to and build wild chat sports as opposed to being at school where like you could have a ton of other distractions. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I, are, I don't know about yourself, but like I I feel ten times more productive when I'm on the internet, just hopping in and out of Zoom meetings. Um, I do miss like the the social aspect of like, you know, seeing people and you know going to you know I'm 21 now, so I mean senior year would have been nice to go to bars, but um, you know just just try and make the most of the situation, you know. So, uh, but yeah, no, to answer your question, it's definitely you know, definitely feel more productive and more efficient. And I'm able to focus a lot better here at, at home than, than I would be at school, but I do miss my friends there, man. They're, they're funny. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. What's the atmosphere like at UNH? Cause my sister has been there for two years and my mom's always telling me I got to go visit my sister, but you know, I'm in Phoenix and the uh, West coast is the best coast. So we'll see what happens, but what's the atmosphere like? Yeah. Hey man, you, you might have to come through, man. It's, uh, you know, so, I mean, right now it, it's, there's not much going on. Um, it's dead, you know, the bars, you have to make reservations and stuff. And, um, you know, I guess people have to wait, they have to book a reservation two weeks in advance just to get in the bar and, you know, you wear the mask and, you know, obviously you have to make those precautions, but you know, it's just not the same, but prior to COVID, it, um, no, it's, it's fun. I mean, everyone's friendly. It's a, it's a small town. Um, Durham's super nice. Uh, you know, the locals there are, uh, pretty friendly in, in the summer. It's just dead. I mean, it's just a ghost town there. Um, but yeah, I mean, during the school year, it's, it's awesome. You got, you got the football games, uh, you know, homecoming is always fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the campus there, man. I mean, I, I can't, I can't complain at all. So it's, uh, it's been great. How far away is that from you, from where you live? I guess. No more than. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, um, I'm like 45 minutes away. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, once in a while, you know, I'll be like, yo, can I come up? Like, yeah, just you know, visit. Just, yeah, just pop in. But I mean, it's a little more tough now because you know. You, you want you want to make sure it's you know safe to go up and and uh, you know I don't want to bother them and you know they have roommates too but uh, you know I keep in touch with them and uh, yeah it's 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 fun though I mean it's huge to be close by I mean for you it's probably tough right I mean you're you're probably far away right I mean you probably only go back to visit what like 
just Christmas break? Like, do you even come to Christmas break? Yeah, because we literally, the way they set it up, we only have four days off for Thanksgiving. So it's not even worth going back for that time. Yeah. Christmas is literally, we have like 13 days, I think. Jeez. Wait, just 13? Yeah. That's it? So they pushed they pushed it back. They're they're doing everything opposite from everybody else. So we only have four days for Thanksgiving, uh, and that's to limit the amount of people that actually leave campus because they suggest that we stay. They're gonna like cook us a Thanksgiving meal and all that crap. Uh, but for Christmas, they, they pushed. So originally we were supposed to leave like December fourth. Now we're leaving like December eighteenth. So we'll be home for Christmas, the week after New Year's, and then. January 2nd, I think, we're allowed to come back on campus. So it's literally like 14, 15 days. Jeez, man, that's short. So I I, um, I have a lot of buddies that go to UMass Amherst, and they're saying they're not going to get back to, to campus by, like, early February. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that makes so. sense. I think my, like, literally, I think, I think that's what they said. Like, my sister's leaving for Thanksgiving, and they're not coming back until end of January, early February. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how most people are right now in, in the East Coast. But uh, yeah, how how's she doing at UNH? She good? She loves it. So she went to what what's it called? Uh, school in Andover, Massachusetts, Merrimack College for her freshman year. And uh, I guess she just thought it was too small of a school to enjoy the atmosphere. I visited her there. I thought that was a nice school. But I guess UNH is just a better setup for her because I guess she rooms with uh, all of her friends from home. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's dope, man. I'm actually from Andover, so that's oh, actually really? the town I'm from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Merrimack's super nice. Like in the summer, I all like ball up there, and um, you know they got like the courts and the lights and everything. So it, it's cool. It's a really nice campus. But yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, it's it's definitely small and. Um, but yeah, nice campus. I mean, they got they got great food around there, man. Yeah. They got they have uh, Chipotle. They're opening a Five Guys. I mean, they're they're stacked in terms of food. I mean, it's convincing for me, man. Closing living close around here, but uh, yeah, no, it, it, Merrimack's a great campus for sure. Well, she was there when uh, the Sox won in 2018, and it was just a, a packed house apparently when they won out on like the basketball courts and everything. It was nuts. Like everybody singing sweet Caroline. Yeah, no, it's that, Hey man, that that's a, that's Boston for you. That's a Boston area for you. It's crazy. I mean, the UNH was the same way. I mean, you know, it's funny. Me and my buddies were saying like, it's been a while since we have had a parade here. And I'm like, dude, it's like, it's only been like a, what, like a year and a half now or two years. Right. Like what was it? Pat's? Yeah. Yeah, Pats, Pats, Rams. Dude, it's been uh, 11 plus years for the Yanks, and I don't think they're winning anytime soon. I, I'm predicting that this is going to be the roster we look back on and be like, how the hell did we not win at least one championship with this team? That's yeah. The Yankees, right? Bro, I, I, so I, I'm sorry, man. I despise the Yankees, but yes. if, if th- this year I thought they had it, bro. I thought they had it. I mean, they had a pretty solid team. They were looking like they were on a roll. Um, but yeah, man, we'll see. I mean, you did, you did, a, I saw you did an interview with um, the guy from Barstool, the Yankees. Uh, oh yeah. Eric Cubs. He, he was a cool guy. Yeah. That's cool. That's sick, bro. You should get uh, Jared Carabas on your show. He, he's a great Bostonian. You guys would just two peas. Yeah. In- Dude, I've, I've been, I, I think I may have DM'd him. I've had, um, I've had Steve Peralt. Yeah, uh, which is uh, he's he's cool. Um, 
I talked to him like right before quarantine hit too. So it was like right when like Corona was a thing and I don't know, you, you could tell it wasn't, wasn't a good situation long-term for the MLB, but uh, yeah, he was cool. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, you, you've done like over 200 interviews, right? Just about <laughs> keep grinding. Yeah. Like you said, one day at a time at this point, it's just kind of second nature. Like if I don't get out three interviews a week or something like that, it's like, it's unproductive. So, like, I always make sure I do that before I do anything else. I don't know about you, and you'll probably get to that point, too, where it's just, like, all about consistency over anything else. Yeah, I know, 100%, man. I mean, it's it's a grind. I mean, you, you, have you started, like, when did you start? Like, a year or two years ago? Or Yeah, so, like, two, I want to say summer of 2018 is when I, like, had my first episode. And when I started, I literally had no idea what I was doing. I, it was literally like, oh, let's do a podcast, and we recorded, put it out. And if you go back and listen to it, it's probably out there if you scroll all the way to the bottom. It's just like the most dreadful thing you're ever going to hear. Like your ears will bleed. It's so bad. But yeah, I mean, over the past two years or so, it's evolved and I've actually been way more disciplined with it. So now it's literally Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week, uh, just because like that's what's going to keep me going, you know, like reach out to 100, 200 people weekly. You never know who's going to respond. I, I think we've both proven that, you know, like with the, the Floyd Mayweather of the world or the Jordan Belfords of the world. So, like, how, how do you uh, uh, go about booking guests, like, when you first started? Like, how did you kind of, like, figure out, like, okay, I can reach out to some of these bigger names and they're going to respond? Um, well, I didn't really know they would respond. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I, I uh, crap, like, here we go. Yeah, I mean, so the first, like... The first time I like started thinking about like booking more and more guests, um, I so I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He's like the Nuggets NBA player. Um, you know, pretty outspoken. I mean, he was one of the you know, at least in that time, he was one of the more outspoken um, you know players politically. Um, but he, you know, he had a great career and he played with the Nuggets and he actually came to this my school. And uh, at the time, I was with the radio station, and they said, do you want to do an interview with him? And I was like, sure, why not, right? I mean, NBA player, love to hear more about his career. So that was actually an in-person interview. And then uh, I, I was like, man, how cool would this be if I did this, like, <laughs> like you, like every week, right? Like, if we had someone come in every week or right and, and the the possibilities on the internet are are endless so i mean i think that night i sent like hundreds of emails and dms and uh you know just reaching out to players or celebrities uh and then the next one was uh grayson boucher of um the professor and one um and so i actually <laughs> I actually did that interview from a, like a breakout room at school and I spent like all night, this was like before zoom and everything. Right. So I spent like all night researching how to record, like a, record like a FaceTime call and like keep the audio with it. But like, because there was like leak, like it's, it's, it's sketchy looking that up. Like, so like, there was no stuff, there was no stuff about that. So, um, like I tried Skype and like, that was kind of tough. So I literally was like, I literally just had 
Grayson like FaceTime me um, while he was in his car and I was in my, in the breakout room at school and like my friends are like walking by and they, they have no idea what's going on. And I have like my phone, uh, and then like a mic right under like my phone. And then I use like audacity to record the interview. So that was like originally how I first conducted the interviews because I had no idea. And then the next day I was like, all right, I, I need to figure something out. So then the next day I figured out Zoom and then quarantine hit. And then, I mean, Zoom, you know, I think I was able to have a little bit of background knowledge bef- uh, before quarantine about Zoom. That I mean, I was just ready to go, right? Once quarantine hit, I already, I already knew how to use Zoom and all that. So it was like, I was, I was fortunate because, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise. I mean, Corona is was a very tough time and it still is. Um, but I, I felt like it, it helped, um, you know, help me make the most of it. So it's, it's been cool. I mean, I definitely agree with the zoom aspect. When I first started my podcast, uh, I think I recorded with an iPad. So I had my phone and then I recorded with an iPad because I had no equipment. It's like, I didn't need the equipment, honestly, after kind of discovering that. And literally, I would just use, like, the voice memo app on my phone to record myself yeah. and do, like, openings of, like, intros and closings. And then eventually you get to the point where it's like, okay, I got to get real mics because, you know, like, your roommate's coming around the room all the time. Like, right now, we have, like, all these U-Haul trucks coming back and forth. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with the audio. But, yeah, I mean, that's awesome, dude. So, like, what was, like, so you talked about that story meeting up with him, like, when I first started, like, I met um, uh, Zach Campbell, who's that baseball collector guy who's always taking balls away from little kids, or at least that's the way he was at baseball games. Uh, Jared Kravis with Forrester, they did a live event for the Yankees Red Sox uh, uh, ALDS, I think it was in 2018. I got to meet up with him, so, like, building those in-person connections definitely helped off the bat, and once you get a few interviews under your belt, more people kind of trust you when you reach out to them. What was, like, the first... Uh, the first like groundbreaking interview where you were like, holy crap, I didn't expect him to respond. I didn't expect her to respond. Like, what was your first like breakout interview that you did? Uh, it was definitely like the Grace and Boucher, in, in my opinion, just from a standpoint of like, holy shit, like this is, this could be a possibility. Like I, I was just more motivated um, after I got that interview because I literally DM'd him and <laughs> like, I saw he read it and I was like, man, he's not responding. Um, I DM'd him again, like seeing like, oh, fuck, like, and then DM'd him again. He's like, all right, let's do it. Like, it's a cool 10 minutes. I'll give you my number. We'll just FaceTime. So that was pretty cool, man. Um, you know, growing up, he was one of my favorite players of all time. Like I, I loved and won basketball growing up, man. Like I played the video game. I knew all the players. So that was like surreal for me. Um, and then, yeah, when quarantine hit, like you probably knew this too, but, um, you know, like people have more time. So, uh, you know, I, I reached, I just continued doing what I was doing, emailing, DMing, uh, you know, commenting too. Uh, you know, even before this, I would, I would communicate through stories. So I would, I would tag like 10 athletes or celebrities on my story and I would like minimize the font just to see who was viewing it. So I say uh, like, Oh shit! Like Rory McIlroy saw it, Phil Mickelson saw it, Ryan Seacrest saw it. So if I could like communicate through that and get their attention, that also helps too. 
Um, so that's, that was really how I mainly started. It was like, holy shit, like the internet's incredible. Like just like that, I'm in my, I'm in my room and like, you never know, like Mark Cuban and all these guys could see your story. So, um, that, and, and that was sort of like groundbreaking, I guess, for me. So yeah, I guess the grace of Boucher and, you know, just taking all, you know, taking it one day at a time. Um, Doug Flutie was pretty cool. Uh, you know, cause you know, that was still at the beginning and I, I had, I still can't believe like, you know, I, I didn't really have much, many downloads <laughs> or like, I, I really was, I mean, I only had like 200 followers. So, I mean, I guess it was a good selling um, on my part because I really had nothing to work, like work with, but, uh, but yeah, it was fun, man. It was, it's all good. So. So you tag, so like when you post something on your story, you'd like tag them and then minimize it. So like you really couldn't see their uh, handles. Yeah, exactly. So they still get the notification that they're mentioned in the story. Um, But you know, you couldn't see the font. So I would, I would post something like, I don't know, like uh, Red Sox beat the Yankees. Right. (laughs) Like, and then maybe like, (laughs) maybe like tag, uh, like, I don't know, like Tom Brady, Tom Brady's like agent or representative, um, Rory McElroy, I mentioned Phil Mickelson and a few others. And I just like minimize the font. Like, even if I had nothing to do with the post, like I just wanted to see like whose attention I was getting, um, as like a basis, because I, I wanted to like, I wanted to like build something, but I had no idea how to start. So it was like, I just, that was just how I started. Like just saying who, who can I get and, or who can I, uh, whose attention can I get? And, and Grayson was like the first one. Like I, I tagged him in stories and I started shouting him out. Then I started DMing him and then it led to a podcast. And then, yeah. So, I mean, the stories were, were really like the very first thing for me to get, like, uh, like to recruit talent in the beginning. So, uh, but now it's a creative way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was just trying different things, so it, it was fun. So, um, yeah, I always tell people you never know who, who sees it. And that's the crazy thing about the internet. You know, you gotta just go for it. You know, you have no, there's eyeballs all around and like, I can't even believe some posts, like I'll get like 20 likes on like a post and like, this is nothing, but like I've had the amount of people that have reached out to me. Like it's, it's pretty, like, it's pretty incredible. And I'm, I'm honestly honored. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just never know, right? Like I have like 700 followers on wild chat, but like uh, different people. Like I was like, like, you know, this is awesome. Like you're from grand Canyon university right now. Like who would have thought, right? Like the internet is incredible. I saw your, some, some of your podcasts as well. So it's like, you never know, man, you know, you never know what it's going to lead to. So it's, uh, it's been fun one step at a time. I mean, you never know who you're going to connect with. And then, so when using that, uh, tagging people, they see your story, you reach out to them. You ever like be successful in that instance where like they've seen a few of your stories, they kind of have seen some of your stuff and then they actually agree to talk to you. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I mean, like I, I would just try just to see like, yeah. Who could I get? Um, and then like, okay, they're getting my attention. So then maybe I'll do like, yo, shout out Mark Cuban for this 
uh, accomplishment. And then, all right, he sees it again. And then maybe, hey, Mark, love to have you on my podcast. And then maybe he sees it and then doesn't respond, right? So it's like, you know, it, I mean, you know this too, right? Like, people say no. It's it's not a big deal. You don't get a response. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's just part, it's part of it. And, you know, honestly, man, like, I genuinely love doing this. So it's like, it really doesn't matter if they say yes or no to me. Like I just, I just enjoy it. And each step of the way I've been learning. So, you know, you never know, just try it out. If they just, you, you learn from, from, I don't know, your mistakes. And, uh, again, like it's, this is all fun for me, you know, like this is, I, I choose to do this. I, I love doing it. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's worth it. It's a lot of work, but it's it's it's, it's fun for sure. It's definitely gratifying, especially when it you have like those breakthrough moments with some of those big interviews. And if they turn out well, like everybody's just like, "Holy crap! Like, how'd that happen?" And, and even when they say no, at least you get like a decent story out of it. I reached out to um, uh, what's his name, Huey Lewis, a few years ago, and he just told me to fuck off. So I was like, "Okay, Huey Lewis told me to fuck off." I'm like, at least I have that. Like Huey Lewis told me to fuck off once. Wow, man. Three that's, months crazy. Later. that's crazy, man. That's crazy, man. Absolutely. Were you able to get a podcast after out of that? No, not at all. Just the apology. Just yeah. the apology. <laughs> that's even more gratifying, to be honest with you, bro. That's dope. That's awesome. Um, Have you ever had any, like, bad experiences on that front yet when it comes to either, like, doing an interview and it just, like, something went wrong or on the other hand like someone just told you like yeah that's not gonna happen with an interview oh yeah i mean a ton of people like say you know like why why the fuck did you even like ask um uh I, i'm not gonna like say who i don't want to like throw shade but like um yeah it's happened all the time I in mean, that direct context like why did you even reach out like you think you could talk to me like what was that like uh it was it was more so, so usually when that encounter happens, uh, it's like more so with the publicist or like the manager. I mean, I've had very rare like instances of that happening. Like most people are like, Hey, sorry. Um, it's just not going to happen right now. Reach out in the future. Most, most people say that, um, I've, I've maybe had like a, again, like a couple that were like, it's just really not going to happen. And probably what, like I read it as like kind of a rude tone, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, I mean, there was, there was one time I reached out to, again, like I didn't, I'm just learning. Right. So I was, this was like in the beginning of the process and uh, I, I reached out to a, a big name and they're like, they're like friend, but they're like, it, it had no, like they had no relationship in terms of agent, publicist, manager, et cetera. Like they, they, they like sold them guitars or something. Right. And I was like, like, that's how I think. Like, I'm like, Oh, reach out to this guy, talk to them, hop on a call. Maybe, um, you know, maybe not right out of the gate. Be like, Hey, can I have a podcast with, the, the like I don't know with a bigger name but like just just making that relationship so I think my mistake was I sent like a direct email to the this guy who's selling guitars to this big name celebrity and he was like dude like what the fuck like this is a 
like crazy time like uh how dare you even how do you even have like the audacity yeah, to ask man. this when businesses are dying and i was kind of like like holy shit like you know he's kind of <laughs> right you know because you know as a college student like yeah i want to get these interviews but i also have to think like man this, like especially in the midst of quarantine like right in the heart of it 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 still is like a pretty, you know, scary time, but I think we're making strides of um, improvements, but like, especially in the midst of it, it was like, well, come on, <laughs> right? Like, come on kid. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you learn people more. I mean, you probably know this too. More people say no than yes, but, and it's just funny because people think like a lot more people say yes to me and it's just like, it's just a numbers game. It, really is i don't think more people say yes to me it's just the more i send out you gotta have that many more people say yes so um but yeah the more people i've met man have been have been nicer to me for sure i mean i don't really think too much about you know those you know negative people you know i don't really i don't really think about that you know so i just move on and make the next step and uh yeah, that, that's just sort of how I think. So, But, yeah, it's been a fun process. I'd say more people ignore than they say no. Like, if I if I get a no response, I'm like, oh, at least they had the uh, decency to reply, you know? There was one time I, I asked Diamond Dallas Page, the WWE guy, to come on my show, and uh, his exact response was, hey, Jack, how many followers do you have? And I'm like, okay, so, like, if I give him, like, my exact amount of followers here, he may not respond, so I just, like, yeah, maybe like a thousand or so. Uh, let me know if you ever want to come on. And then I never heard from him again. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's happened to me too. Yeah, I mean, with, with um, especially with like the downloads, like especially in the beginning, like I, I think with both of us, like we've had some cool guests. So, you know, that, uh, that also helps build our credibility. So sometimes they won't even ask about the downloads or followers. Um so they see, you know, when they see like a website or your other podcast or the, for you, like when they see 200 shows, they're like, man, 200 people are interviewing with it, uh, with Jack, you know, I, maybe we got to give this a go. Right? right. So, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the numbers thing is definitely tough. Um, you know, I try to, <laughs> I try to finagle my way into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, already for me, like the numbers are definitely improving, and uh, you know, and each guest I have, it's it makes it a little bit not I don't want to say easier, but like it makes it help me build my credibility in the brand I'm trying to build in terms of making a pitch, right, and yeah. saying, oh crap, like all right, he's had these guests, he's. Um, then I don't know, some, maybe some PR stuff like those kind of things help, um, you know, in terms of making that next step in, in, in terms of if you don't have the numbers. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, for sure, man, it's a grind, right? Like, I mean, you know, this too, so it's, it's, it's all fun, but it's, uh, yeah, you're just shooting emails like crazy. And then, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff you got to balance too. So it's, it's been cool. Have you looked back at any of your interviews that you've done yet and like just cringed over them? Like my biggest fear is that 10 years from now, I'm going to look back at all of this content and just be like, holy crap, who let me do this? Like, why did I even think I could do this? Like, do you have any of those uh, yet under your belt? Not really. I mean, 
every <laughs> I've had podcasts. Don't get me wrong. I've, 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 I've been cringing. For, I, don't get me wrong. I've been cringing. Like I, I look at my podcast. Like again, for me, I'm not a. I'm not a journalism or like uh, you know communication major, so I really have no background knowledge about that stuff. Um, you definitely have way more knowledge about that than I do. You don't uh, do it, so, dude. You really don't. But, but uh, you know, so I, I'm actually like a marketing major, so I, I you know I I don't know too much about it, but um, you know I look back at some of my interviews. I'm like, okay. I actually don't really even listen to my interviews. I kind of just think about the next one or, um, you know, think about better ways uh, in which I can, uh, you know, engage my audience. Uh, so that that's one thing I do. Um, I'm trying to think. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, my first interview, I was, like, by myself just talking for, like, an hour. And it was, like... I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like this sucks, right? Like I was like, this, this is ass. Um, but you know, man, it's fun. You, I mean, you just learn from it, and you know, even some of my. But I also think some of those interviews where I like cringe, right? Like, I don't know, like even talking to Floyd, <laughs> like I'm like, I'm a college student, I'm at work doing this interview, and I'm wearing my hat backwards, and this dude's outfit is worth more than my house right now. So it's like, you know, you even may cringe at that, but I think also it's like that's the authenticity of it, and I think, you know, I try to be as transparent as possible throughout my process. So I don't know. That's why I try to – that's really my main goal in my interviews. I try to be, like, as transparent as possible. I mean, that's what, it's got to be, like, as conversational as possible as opposed to, like, Q&A. Because people will, like, I want to say, like, expose you but off the bat, but, like, no, it's like, okay, he probably doesn't have a ton of inter- interviewing experience if he's going from, like, one topic to the next without any, like, smooth segue, you know? And, and like, you see, like, a ton of interviews with kids our age like that as well. I think, like, uh, you do a great job, especially with the Floyd one that I saw. How how'd that go about? Like how like was it like literally just like yeah I got ten minutes of my time like shoot like but, like did you have like an exact amount of uh, uh, time where there were restrictions with some of those interviews like some of the bigger ones you had like I know you had uh, Christopher Lloyd on the other day like were there uh, any like time restrictions for any of those interviews? Yeah, those those were like like two minutes tops. Um, yeah. Like that was the the Christopher Lloyd. That was like two minutes, and then the Floyd was like, you have eight minutes. Um, you know, I mean, I use LinkedIn a lot too, so like people are like, oh, like, you know, would you be willing to, you know, you know, do this interview like on our platform or whatever? I mean, there's other, there's so many services out there that that offer these opportunities. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I just constantly do research in terms of how can I, how can I make this connection with a celebrity or athlete? Um, and then other part of my time is like the e-commerce stuff and like drop shipping and website design and all this other stuff I'm trying to learn. So it's like a, a mix of both. So I'm always on the internet. So I'm always, I'm always learning about these, you know, people have these different apps, people have these different services. Um, 
so yeah, you never know who you're going to meet. So I'm just always trying to learn. And, and that was one of those opportunities that came across. I got the opportunity, like literally while I was at work and I had no questions or anything or set up. It was definitely probably one of the bigger interviews I've ever done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's helped me a lot and the amount of support I've gotten is, uh, has been awesome. So it's been, it's been fun, man. So when you first started with the interviews, like, was it on a podcast? Like, did you start wild chat sports? Like did that all come at once or did one thing lead to another when it came to you get your first interview under your belt and it's like, I should do a podcast. And then all of a sudden you're making a website, writing blogs, uh, creating merchandise. Did it all come at once or was it all step-by-step? Uh, so it was really like step-by-step. So, um, again, like going back to beginning, like for me, it was really trying to build a portfolio for myself to, uh, work in the sports industry. And really I felt like the most basic way of starting that was through blogging. Right. I suck at writing, but I was like, whatever. Um, I, that's, if I want to do this, that's all I can do. So, um, started the blog didn't know what to name the blog i was like our our station didn't have much of a digital presence or our at least our sports segment so i thought if we could make something cool out of that i i so i tied it back into it um so i named the blog wild chat sports because our segment was called wild chats um and then I took the blog and then I try to like merge it into the station. Like I tried to try to get the people within the station, like, listen, like I think we can really have a cool sports conversation and, and get cool interviews. But I think radio, there's a lot of restrictions. Um, You know, there's just so many laws and policies in terms of recording. Um, I don't know if you're part of the radio station at, um, like Grand Canyon, but, um, you know, there's just like, you know, like I tried to do a podcast cause like digital, like digital is huge in my opinion. So I'm all about that, but they wouldn't let me do a podcast and to radio because it was like against some certain violations. So I think that was what was really tough was I was really trying to support this radio station at UNH and they've been great. They've, they've been awesome. And that was a great experience. But at the same time, I wanted to, they weren't, it was just going to stay in the radio. It wasn't going to, it wasn't going to grow. And, and I was already seeing like the station was having a hard time funding hard time, you know, weren't getting as many listeners. So they weren't adjusting to what people want to listen to, or at least from the sports segment, in my opinion, just for sports. Um, and I knew how important it was to the community. So if I could create something that, um, maybe reflects my story, but mostly UNH's story and, and blow it up and and people ask where they come from. I named it after my radio segment at UNH. That's what it's about. So, I mean, I'm not trying to steal the name or anything from the station or stuff like that. I mean, uh, I, I just want to try to grow the brand and and try to create something pretty unique within the industry. And but yeah, it started from a blog, and you know, like yourself, you just take one day at a time. Do, you know, you try podcasts. I wanted to learn you like YouTube stuff, and um, 
and then when I met Sean Kelly, uh, you know, he, he was big into e-commerce. So he, he used Facebook ads to drive more traffic to his website, to sell jerseys. And he was like in a similar space. Like he was like working with rappers and, right. and athletes wearing cool jerseys. So I was like, that would be cool. Like to, if I could create a similar environment, um, for myself, that would be cool. If I, I probably won't have as great of a product, that's fine. But if I can create an environment, then, uh, that that's something I'm going for. So yeah, just take one day at a time and just trying to stay open-minded and, and learn each day. So, uh, it's all fun. It's all fun. So what's the, I mean, you kind of just mentioned it right there. Like what's the end game with wild chat sports? Like do you want to hire a bunch of people to be like bloggers and stuff, or is it more along the lines, just building your own brand right now and seeing where that takes you? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think, you know, I can make this into a full-time thing. I, whether it's two years or, or, 20 years, who knows? It really doesn't matter to me. I could do this for, I mean, right now I feel like I could do this for 20 years because I really enjoy it. Um, but I mean, I have like probably 15 people that help me write. Um, so I mean, everything else besides the writing, I just take care of that. Um, but yeah, I have, you know, other students or friends of mine that are like, Hey, I'm really trying to get, try to grow a portfolio for myself in terms of journalism, but I don't know where to start. I'm like, you can feel free to write whatever I'm on, on, on the site. So they reach out to me and, um, you know, I'm happy to have them. There's a lot of cool writers. I mean, way better writers than, than, than I am, man. I'm not a good writer at all, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's been cool. So if I'm able to bring value to them in any way, because I, you know, I know the feeling of trying to get into that industry. It's not easy. Um, so yeah, people reach out to me, you know, I'll, I'll give them, I'll have them right. Uh, we do that. Um, but really the end game is to, if I could create like an environment where athletes where uh, how do I say this? Where, where entertainment and uh, sports like meet, like in one environment, that'd be really cool. And I think for athletes, there's this entrepreneurial mindset that they like to transcend transition to post-career and for celebrities, I, I think they always want to be athletes, you know, like they always try to, you know, I mean, you, you hear the term rapidly now, I can't even believe that's a saying that's outrageous, but, but, uh, you know, I, I think I can create an environment where, we, I, I hope to create a new perception of, of sports and entertainment. And I, I, you probably agree with this too. Like I think sports like brings people together. Yeah. So I feel like that's the most common thing is a sports conversation and have that be in the middle between athletes and celebrities. And, and I think, I mean, like I talk sports with, um, like Bob Vance, like Bob Vance was giving his hot takes on like, Anthony Davis and I'm like where does this come from like you know like Vance refrigeration but yeah he's he was it was cool man it's cool conversations um taking it one day at a time so hopefully one day I'll be you know number one on Shopify and number one on Spotify and uh but you know regardless I enjoy what I'm doing so I mean I'm not really doing this for financial purposes but if it comes to that great if it doesn't we'll see just take it one day at a time 
but and not putting that expectation on it makes it so much more enjoyable too like like you said you do it because you love it you don't do it because you're trying to do it for anybody else you're not trying to impress anybody you're not trying to get big ratings uh, especially as college students it's just not going to happen for any one of us unless we're some prodigy i, I say that in like a week from now someone's going to come out with a show and it's just going to be huge <laughs> uh, but that's awesome man like so with wild chat sports and everything i guess this is the one thing i'll uh, leave you with uh because again Kind of running out of time here. I, I want to pick your brain about so much more. Kind of just yeah. story. So we're definitely gonna have to do this again sometime. Yeah. Sorry, I was probably rambling on too much too. My bad. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's what makes great content. Um, for uh, for Wild Chat Sports as a Yankee fan, uh, I saw Brian Cashman left you a, a voicemail. How how'd that go about? Like, because that's like that's the general manager for the New York Yankees. Like, how how does that come about for you as a Bostonian, nonetheless? <laughs> so again man i mean it's just like you never know like you send a bunch of emails like i'm constantly sending emails like i have a template i use and uh you know i sent it to like the yankee front office like an email like it'd be awesome just to get you know just someone from the office like you know it'd be cool to just have a five-minute conversation and like i'm in the middle of class like my zoom class and I see like missed call, and I'm like, uh, uh, who the fuck called me? Like, it's some like random number. And then they, that same number called me again. I was like, all right, I'll pick it up. And it's like, hey, that's uh, Brian Cashman from the New York Yankees. I was like, man, this is crazy. Um, and he was like, yeah, we're just two hours from playing the Indians, uh, but I just wanted to give you a call. And I saw like your email or whatever. And, you know, I saw you want, we were trying to gain insight on how to get into the industry. Um, and you know he was like oh so tell me a little bit about yourself and i told him about wild chat and he was like oh so you're a mini john boy are you and i'm like like, oh my god this is hilarious uh but yeah man it was super low-key it was super quick um and it was just cool to connect with them and you know especially before a big playoff game like that i mean i'm like this is incredible. And, and it just goes to show you, man. I mean, more people, I mean, we talked about the people that whatever say, maybe get out of here, stop wasting my time. But what I've learned from this is more people are, are, uh, you know, definitely more open to it. I mean, you know, people, one thing I've learned is people always have time. Yeah. Right. Like the people that are most successful are the ones that say, yeah, sure. Um, you know, let, let's see if we can make this happen. Right. Like, like Floyd Mayweather definitely does have time. Like the fact he took like 10, 10 minutes. I'm like, like there's always time. If you really, if you really want to do something, there's always time. And, and uh, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. Just try to make the most of it and just take one step at a time. So um, yeah, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. And it's been, and again, with, with Brian Cashman, it was, that was another example. Like, it just admit there's just another guy that doesn't really doesn't have the time but he made the time and that that's really what i've learned from from the people i've talked to is you know the most successful people make the time and yeah it's been fun it's been cool he's like you're probably hitting yourself right now that you didn't answer this call like me personally would not have answered it just because it was a random number i just don't answer random numbers because it's like yeah it's probably some like toll number like i yeah. never answered I mean, yeah, I, I mean, just like you said, I, I, I don't answer. I get a ton of missed calls and I'm like, oh, it's a telemarketer. Uh, 
And then I, uh, like a week after that, I'm, I got like, I checked my voicemail and I saw he left a voicemail. So I was like, man, that's sick. Like crazy. Right. Like, uh, I, I saw you just use that as like maybe a piece of content, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, in a way, like now I'm kind of like, damn, like I'm kind of happy. I missed that first call because now I have the voicemail. So it's like, but at the same time, it's, it was, uh, yeah, I mean Brian. Brian was awesome, man. I mean, even as a Red Sox fan, it pains me. But yeah, he's he. It was awesome and great guy. And you know, I was happy to chat with him for a little bit. And I I don't know if I'll ever get that experience again. But uh, you know, I'm extremely grateful for it. I mean, again, you're only 21 years old. You have no idea where like the rest is going to take you. Like 10, 20 years down the road, if you keep going at it, you know. Like this is just the beginning. That's the attitude that you definitely got to have. And uh, with Wild Chat Sports. Uh, I mean, you're kicking ass. Like it's impressive. Thank you, man. You, you too, man. Like I was, I was, I was checking out some of your shows, man. I mean, it's it's blowing up. I mean, you got Jordan Belfort, like the the Wolf Man. That that's sick. Uh, you know, Eric Hubs, Jared Carabas. I mean, you're killing it, man, for sure. I mean, what, what I think, you know, what I think is awesome is like you're doing this like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Like the discipline is yeah. easily like the hardest part, especially for our age, because you're, you are in college and, you know, you, it is tough, you know, balancing academics and social, right? Like everyone's busy in college, right? Like everyone has homework. Everyone has, I don't know, financial stuff, right? You got to pay the bills for, for school. Right. But the fact that you're still able to stay disciplined and do this three times a week just shows you're going in the right direction as well. So I mean, keep it going, um, and yeah, just keep doing what what you feel passionate about for sure. So, I mean, yeah, respect, bro, for sure. I definitely respect that, man, and thanks so much for chatting with me. There's definitely way more that I want to discuss, uh, but my professor wants to talk to me at nine. So, yeah, 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 no worries, bro. Yeah, reach out whenever. Keep killing it. Definitely, definitely send a DM your way again and again. Uh, where can we follow Wild Chat Sports? Try at Wild Chat Sports Instagram. TikTok, um, you know, any any platform really. So yeah, check it out. Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere, everywhere. So uh well maybe not everywhere in a sense of like we're blowing not up, yet. but in the sense of internet everywhere. Uh, we're not on yet, everywhere. But it's coming. Kevin Lawrence, yeah. thank you so much, man. All right, thanks, Jack. Appreciate it, man. Keep killing it. Reach out whenever. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.